0: 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one Winning Winning Drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Ravens Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan.
1: And I'm Cordell Woodland, host of Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan and the Ravens beat reporter for the same station.
0: And Ravens find a way to win, Cordell. It was looking ugly at first. Once again, the Ravens have yet to, like, put 60 minutes of good football together. But in this case, the 30 minutes that they did play good football came into the second half. And they find a way to beat Tampa in Tampa 22-27. Let's start with the offense first. man. I don't know if you noticed, Cordell, about what was going on, but hey, uh, on social media, I thought Greg Roman was going to get fired by halftime, the way people was talking um, out of pocket about him, Mm -hmm. and so I just could not, I I mean, it was bad. It was bad all around, not not just Greg Roman, and let me tell you something, too. I, I went to the game. As you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, there was a couple of things that I noticed, like in the first drive, it really bothered me. Uh, First play, I think um, James Prochet is out in the flat. He's open. Lamar doesn't even look his way goes. I think he goes to Andrews. Second play of the drive. I believe there's somebody in the underneath that's open. Nope. Doesn't even look do there. And then the touchdown that I mean, well, he, the the attempt to him, the throw to Andrews that he dropped. DuVernay is open in the back of the end zone and not even a thing. Right. So it feels like Lamar is pressing to try to get the ball to Andrews because Andrews obviously had zero catches in last week's game. Mm-hmm. Now we know that Andrews goes out of the game. Also, Rashad Bateman goes out of the game. And then it just felt like a completely different football team n- under the impression of knowing that that, um, you know, everything has changed. We're not pushing the ball and forcing it on Andrews anymore. You know, Bateman is out. And and for whatever reason, it felt like the offense decided to open up. Like, it was almost like the – you know how when people say when the rains of pours and the heavens opened up? That's what it just felt like. Like, it just, like, was like, well, where is all of this? When did it, Where did this come from? And they looked like a completely different team from the way that they looked in the first half.
1: No question. I mean, it's crazy what happens when you start to get other people involved. And in this case, they were forced to because Mark Andrews, as you know, left the game with a shoulder injury. Rashad Bateman, Harb said he uh, tweaked uh, the injury he was already dealing with, which is something with his foot. So it forced them to kind of go to guys like Demarcus Robinson, who played well really the entire game. But you mentioned him, um, James Prochet. James Prochet played the whole game. Only he didn't, he didn't get a catch in the second half, but he played the entire game. And that, number one, is, you know, I guess maybe a good thing for him at least. Something, right? And we've
0: been asking to see more of him. And it, look, at the very least, we saw him out there, right? Or at least he tried to throw the ball
1: to him. Yeah, I mean, definitely. At least he was a part of the game today. And not just him, but everybody. Like I said, the— Andrews and Bateman leaving forced it, but look at what happened. It was a night and day difference from the first half to the second half. Now, albeit the first half game plan was a little weird. And Harb said after the game that that was the game plan to come out throwing and try to tire him out and use the second half to basically wear him down with the run game. And if that was what their plan was coming in, they executed it flawlessly because it was – Terrible in the first half watching them because it was a head scratcher. Like, why are they going out their way to not run the ball? It just seemed weird. Lamar thirty attempts in the first half, hundred and forty four yards, no t- no touchdowns, takes two sacks. Uh, Like I said, if it wasn't for De- Demarcus Robinson, really, and Isaiah Likely in that first half, they I don't I don't know where they would have been offensively, defensively. They were amazing, but we'll get to them in a second. Now second half everything switched. Like you said, it was a night and day thing. Lamar eight for eight in the second half, two touchdowns. You look at and see this team tonight. They, the, the, the splash plays were back on in both the run game and the pass game. It was just great to watch them go to Devin DuVernay. I have been asking for weeks for them to give Devin DuVernay a chance in the red zone Finally, it happens, and he scores a touchdown on it. I, I loved what I saw from him, At really everybody out there in the second half. This was a total team after win. And Lamar, you talk about a guy who's kind of been trending down as of late, especially specifically in the past game. Lamar has been himself as a runner since day one. But in the past game, it hasn't been pretty over the last couple of weeks. Tonight, especially in the second half, he, he looked like the man. He looked like the guy that everybody expected him uh, to be. The guy that we saw in September really is the guy he looked like in the second half. And this Ravens offense looks so different when they're able to spread the ball around and force the defense to guard the entire field. That was one of my keys, making the defense guard every blade of grass. They did that in the second half.
0: I agree. And, And, you know, I think oftentimes some of this, you know, I think we like to try to blame one thing about what's going wrong in the offense. And I just think that it's just not that simple. I think it's complicated um, because, it, like, you know, we started to see RPOs, they started running some up tempo, things that they should have been doing. But then also with the fact that Mark Andrews is not playing, now Lamar's not pressing anymore to try to get. I mean, like, literally, when Mark Andrews is out there, it feels like Cordell that Lamar makes Mark Andrews his only read mm-hmm. and that he just does. Doesn't read the rest of the field uh, because he's trying to force it to him and I and we get it right Mark Andrews very rarely is uh, is going to lose a matchup so you you make him the top guy and you don't try to progress your reads because you feel like Mark Andrews in any matchup is a winnable matchup right the problem with that is is that because of that you know, you, you, you take sacks that are unnecessary or, mm-hmm. you know, plays fail because you're too busy trying to wait for him to get in a space that you're comfortable with and throwing the ball to. So what I really loved about this is that we saw Lamar have to step up and read his progressions because he didn't have his security blanket. Like, like let's be real here. Mark Andrews is the security blanket for Lamar, and look, he would be a security blanket for anybody. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, I don't care who it is. I'm not. This is not a knock on Lamar that Mark Andrews is his security blanket. He'd be a security blanket for anybody. We know that you know guys like Travis Kelsey are security blankets for Patrick Mahomes, so it's no disrespect. The problem though is that when Mark Andrews is not that guy, he doesn't do something different you know, try to find somebody else that's available tonight. He was forced to do that. And because of that, it just felt like he had so much command of, of the game. Something that we had, like you said, we hadn't seen since September when he won player of the month, ASC player of the month. And it's, it's kind of like, where has this been now? You don't want Mark Andrews to be out. Don't get me wrong. Right. You need Mark Andrews, right? At the end of the day, you hope that his injury is not something that's going to be impactful. But what you hope that you gain from this, as a fan and also as a coach and as a player, is that Lamar start. If if, if look, if Andrews ain't there, get it to somebody else. Demarcus Robinson, he was he's a good player, and we saw him do that. Isaiah Likely basically became Mark Andrews in this game. So maybe Mark, maybe Isaiah Likely was always that guy, but he just never had the opportunity because 89 be on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like you're always going to try to go to the guy that you know is going to win the matchups. Well, guess what? We found out that Isaiah Likely is a good football player because he was forced to play. Um, and also Demarcus Robinson was able to be involved. And, of course, Duvernay going back to – what we saw a few weeks ago in the Bengals game. This is the offense that they should be in, period, okay? I think that Lamar and and Greg Roman, this offense has to be real about who they are. And who they are is this. They are a run football team, and then they have play action situations, and then they have RPO situations. I know we heard them say, oh, this is not the same Ravens team. But, Cordell, what's wrong with being the the same old Ravens? Because in 2019, the same old Ravens was was good enough. To be a number Mark. one seed in the AFC. Now, did it does does things need to be tweaked? Sure. I'm not saying that things didn't need to evolve. That's not the point that I'm making. But what's so wrong with being an offense that runs first and then plays off of that? Because that is your strength right now. Running the ball is your strength right now. Look at these numbers. Gus Edwards averaged 5.9 yards a carry. Ken Drake averaged 8.9 to carry. Lamar averaged 4.8 yards a carry um Hill average 7 yards a carry Duvernay average 16.5 yards a carry why are we trying to do something that doesn't work it doesn't yeah. make sense to me
1: yeah i mean and, and tonight it was one of those nights where you know both of them, both things worked the past game definitely worked in the second half first game it wasn't pretty but like i said that they said it was their game plan we know how banged up that buck secondary was you know uh that probably contributed to them deciding to try to really test them. And it, it didn't work too much early and going to Andrews is like you said, it's obvious Lamar locks in on him either in between Lamar locking in on him and Roman just calling everything specifically to target Andrews. Um, is I said, I've been saying it for a while is it's that that well is going to dry up at some point. And it's no knock at Andrews. He's a great player. He's going to get open. He's all, if he's open, I have no issue with hitting them, but you have to keep the defense honest. You have to keep your receivers engaged. And I thought they did a great job of that in this game. And also, I think the offensive line played their ass off in this game. They In they the won.
0: second half. Definitely Let's be clear, in the second the first half. half Definitely they were all over the, the place. Second half. Yeah.
1: Definitely in the second half. For sure. And Ronnie Stanley looks like Ronnie Stanley. When I watch him on these, especially on these pop plays he looks very good on those plays. Linderbaum, you talk about second half, that was a night and day difference for him from the first half to the second half for sure, but I thought the second half this team in general uh, was was a totally different unit out there. You just hope that these injuries don't end up coming to bite them. Seeing Gus go down, seeing Mark go down, and Bateman as well, that's obviously not what you want to see. It's great to see them get the win, but you, you got to hope for the best right now uh, in this injury situation.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, listen, I hate Thursday night games. I think that they are yeah. injury-prone games, and tonight was no different. Um, you know, we saw Gus Edwards dealing with a hamstring injury, obviously. Um, we didn't see him the rest of the game after that. You hope that it's nothing too serious. The good thing about the Thursday night games is it's like a mini-bye week, so it allows your – um, teams to try to gain some health. And the next game that they play is Monday night um, against the Saints. So, you know, they get that extra day because of the primetime game. But ultimately, you know, we saw injuries on both sides. I think Shaq Barrett um mm-hmm. potentially popped his Achilles. They think they, they they're believing it that's the the severity of his injury. And, you know, listen, it, it really is at the end of the day about, you know, trying to just do the best that you can in those types of situations because playing on a short week is just so ridiculous to me. And that's a conversation we can have another day. Right now, obviously, we we're, we're focusing on this win, and I just really hope. I feel like we had this conversation in the, against the in the Bengals game, though. I feel like we were like, "Well, let, let's just hope that
1: this that we see more of this," and then we didn't see right. more of and, it. I mean, you're you're right. That's that's the the thing. Can they? keep this up, that type of play calling that why we Why wouldn't like, they, though? What's I the- mean, I, it's a head-scratcher as to why. It's, yeah. it, it, really, it really is. And for a while, I've been saying that they don't have enough weapons, but I've lately been battling with, is it that they don't have enough weapons or is it that they just don't do a good enough job at getting the weapons that they have involved enough? And I think it's more so been that, but in this game, credit to them. And like I said, the injuries forced their hand. It forced them to do it, but they did it, and the Bucks had no answer. And once Lamar just gets going, and he's making those type of special runs, or some of those that touchdown pass he threw to Isaiah Likely was was a heck of a throw and yeah. a heck of a catch by Likely, and he's so good. I mean, it's so I, I'm so happy to be able to see him have the game that he had, yeah, uh, because we saw him making those types of plays all throughout training camp and preseason. And uh, we haven't gotten to see him do the, those things as much in the regular season to this point. And I think a lot of it has just been because of obviously lack of targets, you know, yep. lack of opportunities. And that could be the same case for guys like Devin DuVernay, who have four catches in this game, but caught all four of his targets. This dude, yep. his, his catch percentage, his success catch percentage is just through the roof. He, you, you always have an opportunity to make something happen, and I give Greg Roman credit because the plays that he had schemed up for Duvernay, they, they were all good. I, I liked all the handoffs. I liked all the blocking setups. It, it was really easy on the eyes to watch for a football fan. So, you know, um, I, I, uh, hopefully they can build on this, but you just also want to hope that these injuries. Aren't lingering. It's good that they get these 11 days before they have to go to New Orleans to take the Saints on on Monday night. And then they got the bye week after that. So they've got, you know, time is kind of on their side. And it's also good that they're kind of trending up right now and separating themselves a little bit in this division.
0: I agree. Um back to I just want to, you know, re- reiterate what you're saying. You're talking about um Isaiah Likely, six catches, 77 yards and a touchdown. Uh, DeMarcus Robinson, six catches, 64 yards. He was
1: good all game. Robinson yeah. as well. He was he yeah. was good all game.
0: Hey, even James Prochet, three catches for 24 yeah. yards. So, I mean, listen, you know, you like this is the type of game that I want to see more of. I want to see more of this type of game where there's guys, different guys getting, you know, um, multiple catches or multiple targets, you know, because that's how you're going to win football games. If you keep eyeing down Mark Andrews and everybody knows it, it's just not going to work. Or you keep dialing up schemes for, for Mark Andrews, everybody is going to know that. If, if you start using the guys that you do have, maybe, just maybe, you'll throw the opposing team off guard and yep. find a way to and win a football game the way that they won a the football game tonight. So um, I, I, I credit Greg Roman for finding a way to help scheme up some things. Credit Lamar for, you know, finally, you know, he playing out of his mind something we hadn't seen in quite a while. And did you, did those you see him
1: holding the, uh, the sign?
0: Yes. The yeah, sign the, that
1: was thrown down the, to him? Yeah, was, pay him
0: and he yeah. signed
1: it. So <laughs> basically mean, he, he's trying anything, to tell us something, huh? Ain't nothing done by accident, you know, nothing. Ain't, ain't nothing done by accident, you know, and with Skip Bayless putting out that whole video of Lamar being unhappy and everything, it's just a lot going on. I thought, I think it was great for Lamar to have this, that this type of performance when the lights are on, he, he needed that.
0: I completely agree. Hopefully that trend can continue again. Cause as you mentioned, they play Monday night against the new Orleans saints. Okay, everyone, if you are loving the Winning Drive podcast, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so that every time Cordell and I drop a new episode, you will be the first to know. All right, Cordell, let's talk defense. Same thing, same thing. However, okay, it it did not take it half for them to adjust. And I want people to give Mike McDonald some some credit Mm -hmm. i know that that's hard to do um in certain situations i think what a lot of the issues are in terms of the ravens defense um is not necessarily scheme because what because when things don't work Mike McDonald finds ways to adjust very mm-hmm. quickly. And that's the one thing that I really like about him as a defensive coordinator. He doesn't need a half to figure some stuff out and to, to, and to change some things around. He will do it immediately. The thing that, that really we, it bothers me is um, in terms of like, look, it, it, a lot of it is guys, right? There were guys out there, Klein. I'm like, who, who are these guys? You had no Calais Campbell. So let's start there. OK, that played a role into um, how they were in terms of moving the ball, in terms of like, you know, Leonard Ford. at first he looked like he was getting some some, you know, some action, but really he didn't have a great running day. But in that first drive, you know, he moved pretty well. And mm-hmm. it really made you miss, you know, Calais Campbell being there because when he's out, the run game does um, take a hit. But, you know, there's guys playing out there. I was like, man, I don't even remember these dudes out there playing. So so give those guys credit. You know what I'm saying? I just think that Mike McDonald has a, a very good knack of changing things. Marcus Peters, I love Marcus Peters dearly. I think Marcus Peters is what we need on this team from a personality perspective. I don't know if Marcus Peters has it in him anymore, okay? Whether he's pressing, whether he's 10 yards, Poor Marcus Peters. They was tearing that young man up. It didn't even matter who was it. Was it Mike Evans? Was it Godwin? It didn't matter. Marcus Peters was having a hard day today. And so what happened? Mike McDonald eventually moved it to have Marlon on um, Evans. And look, I'm not saying that that Humphrey was like, you know, oh, he was great against Evans. But at the very least, right, he wasn't, like, yards and yards behind. It didn't feel like we was watching the back of his jersey. So that's what I mean by in terms of, like, I like when Mike McDonald sees something and it's not working, he will find a way to try to make those adjustments right then and there as opposed to going into the half and doing so. And I give them the credit for that because, like I said, I ain't know who a lot of those guys What's up to think tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. You know, Mike McDonald has – done nothing but get better each week as well and we've talked about this defense not only being getting not only getting better each week but being better than what some of the numbers have shown them to be and uh you talk about Marlon Humphrey I think Marlon Humphrey is definitely a guy when we talk about uh hat, well, hats on a hat you know he, he's yeah. going to be a, a candidate for sure uh being able to kind of they, you talked about moving him on Mike Evans. He had to get kind of get moved into that slot role early because Pepe Williams was having a little bit of a problem with Chris Godwin uh, for the first couple of drives. So they moved Marlon into that nickel spot, and you didn't hear anything else from Chris Godwin really for the rest of the game. And then yep. Mike Evans is kind of doing his thing on the outside and on some of the down the field throws. So. Okay, we got to put Marlon out there, and yeah, Evans got him on one time. But even on that play, Marlon is right there. He's right in his hip pocket. You know, he he's in the play. Um, it, it, I just think that this defense was really good all game. I know that it didn't start well; those first two drives weren't pretty. And really, on the back end of the game, where they got to throw the ball every play, and you're in a little bit of a prevent situation. I don't put a lot into that. Even then, they were able to make some things happen. So this defense. They they really showed up tonight. Um, I thought it was a really good game for them. They scared me a little bit early because that run game was looking too easy.
0: Yeah, to yeah. Start
1: the game that that was that was a little concerning, but they they found a way to switch that up. And hey, Kyle Hamilton again. I thought this was another strong game for him. Yeah. Had a pass deflection uh, in the red zone had a. Couple and in the end zone. Say it again.
0: And I think there was a the pass deflected in the end. So at the end of the game, like the fourth quarter, I think that there's a pass yeah, yeah. At that the was that was
1: right at the like the pile on. Yeah, at oh, so the pile on. Yep. On the uh, sideline. So yeah, I, I thought I thought Kyle Hamilton again another strong outing for him, and that's just what you want to see. You want to see guys start to stack these performances. Geno Stone had laying a big hit early. I, I really like Geno Stone. I think he's quietly kind of plugged that hole there at the safety spot that was kind of a concern with Marcus Williams going yeah. out. Geno Stone has kind of failed in. And I'm not going to say he's been as good as Marcus Williams was because that'd be a lie because Marcus Williams was just really good when he was out there. But Geno Stone has been more than serviceable uh, as a backup. You know, this defense just was really good. And like, like you, I'm just really impressed to see how they adjusted from the way that the game started and really stuck with it. It took a while for this offense to get going. And really, if it wasn't for this defense, if the Ravens could have been down by a lot more going into the halftime. So, you know, the defense really kept them in there all game. And once yep. the offense got going, it seemed like the defense picked it up even more, you know. So that, that was really encouraging to see. And this rest will hopefully be good for them Obviously, guys still on their way back. Tyus Bowser on the way back. You would imagine if he's going to be out there, it's going to be on Monday night against the Saints. So this, this defense is only going to get stronger. Calais will eventually be back. Justin Houston just, man. Hey,
0: man, listen. Yes. Hey, man. I can't. I don't have enough. I, you know, we made jokes about Justin Houston being the senior on the team. Well, guess what? Justin Houston and Calais Campbell, I know Calais didn't play tonight. I know. But I'm just making a point. The two oldest dudes on the defense are the two biggest playmakers on the
1: defense. Yeah, I mean that the, Justin Houston was just incredible uh, in this game. He, he you know, back to back sacks at one point, and one of the sacks was to make Brady the most sack quarterback of all time. So you know he's he's just got. He said it at the at the start of the season that he felt like he had a lot of gas left in the tank. And he continues to show it every week that he gets to go out there. The, the Ravens depend on him to kind of be, you know, their sack guy. And he continues to come through for them. I, I, I just really like what I'm seeing from this defense as a whole right now. They're definitely turning it up.
0: I agree. The one thing that I think that I really would really like to see an improvement on is, you know, once again, we're, we're seeing guys potentially um, have interceptions that they're just not catching. Right. We saw Marlon Humphrey in the first quarter, or I think that was the first drive um, of uh, the game, you know, he potentially had a a, a pick missed that, Um, you know, there was one time that Brady was, I don't know who he was throwing to in the end zone. It was like three Ravens around this one buck. Uh, But, you listen you got to get turnovers man if the ball is there man make a play and yeah. that's my only criticism that i have right now of this defense they do come out and they do start slow we saw this last week against the browns because the browns did the same thing they went right down the field scored a touchdown same thing in tonight against the bucks and you know um i, I knew that they would adjust because we've seen him do it we've seen this defense do it my concern was how fast they adjust because of the absence of Calais, didn't know how that was going to work, but eventually, you know, they they got things together. They rounded themselves up and and, and made a a really uh, great outing as a result. You got when the turnovers are there, though, you got to make a play, man. Like you just can't let those things go. And I agree, with you like, you know, I'm I'm starting to like the things that I'm seeing from Kyle Hamilton. Maybe we're maybe we're starting to get a flow going here with Kyle. Uh-huh
1: hopefully you know some of this isn't some of late late bloomers and this isn't even yes. really late blooming I mean it's week eight of his rookie season so yep. it's not really late blooming Um, but you know he's he's starting to get more comfortable he's starting to build his confidence that's what you want to have happen and you know they obviously believe in him and that's just one thing too about just Harbs in general he believes in his players he's shown that a lot of times and he should showed it again tonight and he believes in his coaches and Mike McDonald and Greg Roman. I think they both uh, coached a heck of a game in this one.
0: I completely agree. And so, I mean, I would just really like to see, you know, this, this, the, the, the consistent, evolution of this defense and you've already mentioned the fact that you still don't have a Tyus and potentially an Ajabo and then you know Calais didn't play this week so potentially he's back you know um next time I mean they really have the they really could be you know good I mean like good I don't I don't think Mm -hmm. people consider this defense to be good right now um, they're very good against the run. We know against the pass that they still have some struggle because, you know, at the end of the day, Tom Brady still threw for a, a decent amount um, <clears throat> of, uh, of yards today. But, you know, uh, 325 yards. But only one touchdown, right? Like, only one touchdown, um, you know. So my thing is is that, hey, I hate the bend but don't break, but maybe that's just who they are and that's what we have to accept them to be. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, as long as you're finding ways to make sure that you're keeping teams out of end zones, I don't really know if I had too much of an issue with that. Yeah. So I just think that they'll get better as the season goes on. Oh, and by the way, you know, Marcus Williams eventually will come back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you know? know
1: he, he's he's going to eventually be back. And, and one other thing that really helped this Ravens defense and they, tonight, you, you talk about uh, the run game helping – I mean, I'm sorry. The uh, offense helping the defense. The 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 Ravens possessed the ball for almost 21 minutes. Sure in the Second half, so yep. this defense was able to be fresh. They were able to go out there and they had a couple of three and outs that they forced. They they were able to pretty much dominate them because they had the fresh legs. And this looked like the Ravens team that we saw that we you that we're used to seeing. You know, that dominates time of possession. It dominates offensively and is efficient. And the defense is just getting offenses off the field quickly. It's it's what you wanted to see. You, like you mentioned, the turnovers. You obviously want to capitalize on those situations when you get them. Marlon dropped a pick. Marcus dropped a pick. Yep. You know, you you want to see them capitalize on that, and they usually do. Uh, but uh, you know, it was still good to see them have the outing that they did.
0: Thirty, yeah, they, they twenty one minutes and thirty seven seconds is what the Bucks had in time of possession. And you have to credit the Ravens defense for getting them off the field because that's exactly what happened. And that was, they did exactly that. All right, guys, before we get into our final segment, make sure that you are subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast. If you are a Ravens fan, this is the content for you. Make sure that you're subscribed so you can hear Cordell and me give you all of the tea when it comes to the Ravens all right, Cordell, pats on the hat, you know, uh, whatever you like to call it, man of the game, who do you have, your standout players for today's game? I'll let you start.
1: Well, I mean, I- I'll start with the obvious one. Lamar gets a game ball yeah. a pat on the hat for me, you know, just the way that he was able to bounce back in the second half. First half, especially to start the game, he worried me a little bit. He just didn't look confident out there. That them them as a team didn't look really like a confident group out there, but he stuck with it. His you could clearly see he wanted to win that game. The way he played in the second half was just Lamar-esque. I mean some of those runs that he had was just incredible. Some of the the throws and I love to see him extend the play and and keep his eyes downfield he had the miss to uh, James Prochet early in the game where he rolled out and tried to hit Prochet across the middle he threw a bad ball on third down yeah he didn't he just stuck with it the rest of the game he spread it out to everybody uh, he, he him and Isaiah Likely who I'm sure we'll talk about in a second as well uh, really obviously have a connection that goes back to training camp but Lamar was really good in this one. He's holding up the sign. He's feeling good about himself. When Lamar's smiling, is usually a good thing for the Ravens.
0: Absolutely. And um, so my man of the game is going to be um, Isaiah Likely. I mean, this is the guy that we thought that we was going to get coming into this season. And so, you know, like I said, six receptions, 77 yards, a touchdown. And that touchdown, you mentioned um, in the last segment, you know, how great that touchdown um, was for him. And, and, and I think. I would love to see more of him being involved in this offense. I I think that, you know, he deserves more play, you know, and and this is not taking anything from Mark Andrews. We love Mark Andrews, right? But these other guys are are guys that need to to, to step up, and they had an opportunity to do that tonight, and the rookie was able to do that. So I'm definitely going to give Isaiah likely one.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, you know, Let me see. I'm also give I'm also give Demarcus Robinson a ball. And the numbers may not be incredible, but he was just the guy that was there when nobody else was kind of gone yet in the offense. Demarcus Robinson was always the one that it seemed like Lamar could go to whenever he needed to play. And that run that he had, I think it was on third and seven. On that pop uh, screen up the sideline, it was really nothing there. Demarcus Robinson had to kind of make some moves to extend that play and bust it up the sideline, and you know get that first down. So I was really impressed with what I saw from Demarcus Robinson. Like I said, when 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 nobody else was there in the first half, kind of helping out, he was yep. he was the one there, always ready, always open, winning quickly on on his one on one matchups. Him and Lamar were clearly in sync on some of those. Uh, quick snap and throw passes. So uh, he gets a game ball from me.
0: Absolutely. Um, You know, from a a defensive perspective, you know, hey, Kyle Hamilton, I'm going to give the baby one. You know, he he was out there doing what he could, man, and he looked good in doing it. And I just really hope that, you know, we're starting to see – him you know be more involved in this defense obviously he doesn't play like a ton of snaps um you know like a, a full game of snaps but look he he's he's getting out there i think he he got back to the backfield a couple times um to they had him you know going after brady um i think i, I, I think the justin Houston sack was he back there assisting yeah, i mean i think one,
1: they, oh yeah he was on one of the blitzes he on yeah. the second one the second yeah. one he was
0: you already mentioned um, the pass defended, uh, you know, at the pylon. And so, you know, good for him, man. You want to see guys like him, obviously, as a first-round draft pick, you know, be involved in their team. And I think that, you know, obviously injuries has played um, some. And then, you know, Marcus Peters not being Really, what he used to be is playing a role into you know Kyle getting some more play time. But good, I'm it's I'm glad to see it, and I'm glad to see him you know accepting his role and being you know and, and making plays because that's what that's all you can ask for, right? I mean, you really all you can ask for is for your guy to start making plays, and you know the rookie is starting to come around and and do some things, and I just really hope that this is a start trend of um, playmaking abilities that we see more of from Kyle Hamilton.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. And one other guy that I think I could give a pat on the hat to is Marlon Humphrey. He may not have the numbers that'll pop up in the box score, but he just seemed like the guy that did whatever they asked him to do in this one. And I felt like they asked him to do a lot, and he stepped up to the challenge. That's what being you know the the taking on that, that role of being the best player on the defense. That's what comes with it. And Marlon stepped up to the challenge. They asked him to come inside. He did it check the big time receiver and Chris Godwin he moves back outside, having a guard already hot Mike Evans, you know, and he makes a couple of plays against them, but he he continues to kind of be there and and be and, and step up into that leader role and be the best cornerback on the field. So I, I'm going to give Marlon the game ball just for, being a team player in this one and and, asked, and and doing whatever role he was asked to do. Justin Houston. how I mean,
0: <laughs> like, every week it feels like we're giving this dude, like, a pat on the head, mm-hmm. man. Like, he is just playing at such a high level. Um, and missed a few weeks because, you know, of a groin injury. So, like, just seeing him continue to be dominant and continue to be present, man, it's just phenomenal. And, and, you know, once again, he's just, look, like you said, he made Tom Brady the most sacked quarterback, um, you know, ever uh, as a result. So, you know, Hey man, not only did you make the play, you, you created a record. All
1: right, you, made history. you made history and made the play. You yeah. Know.
0: You know, so we, we got to give him that. You know what I'm saying? We got to give him the, two of them. He got to get two. He got to get two pats because you made the play, and then it was a record-breaking play. Like, uh, there's no way that you can't, like, you got to get more. And, oh, three. And it's Tom Brady.
1: Right. I mean, through. of course, that that makes it even sweeter. And Justin Houston is a dude that's been in this league forever. I mean, this is a double-digit sack guy in his career. Justin Houston, I think, at one point in his career, had over 20 sacks. So, you know, in a season. So he's just he he's a guy that is an all time sack legend as is. And to see him doing what he's doing right now at this point in his career is is just incredible. Um, I, I And even looking at the coaching staff, if I wanted to give a game ball to I would definitely give a game ball to Mike McDonald. And I think Harbs gave him one in the locker room anyway. So he deserves it. I I really was impressed with his game plan, everything that he did out there, putting guys in a position, just the way he adapted uh, in this game, the way it started out, it wasn't pretty. And he, he changed that quickly. It just seemed like a a wall that was kind of caving in. They kind of put a vice grip on that offense after a while. Leonard Fournette wasn't even in the game for a little bit there they completely took him out of the equation like I said Chris Godwin was taken out of the equation after some early catches Mike Evans was the only one they they and, and I guess they were like we'll live with that for a while until it was like we gotta all right we gotta cut that off too but overall they annoyed Brady they frustrated him they forced the Bucks into some stupid penalties Bucks kind of helped them out with some pre-snap penalties some yep some terrible penalties in the in crunch time called a touchdown back you know so it it they they a lot of it was self-inflicting but hey that that's that's a part of the game it's on you to take to take advantage of that and that's what they did
0: absolutely so you know um again i i don't feel like i should be picking games no more dog like i like you have been on it man you have really been on it and i really I think this is the first time um, in a few weeks, quite frankly, that I feel confident about what this team can do. And I think you know I think the mini buy, then the buy mm-hmm. can really is really needed right now. I think that this is something that could just a fresh, Start over, you know what I mean? Like, um, after week nine, you're able to kind of just regroup and you know, um, move forward to the second half of the season. And this has been the first time in, in quite a, a few weeks that I'm like, I, I feel positive that some good will come in the second half of the season. I, the, the potential is absolutely there. We saw it tonight, so you know, there's no reason for me to think anything different. They just have to go out and do it, but I feel like this could potentially. Spark something in them and saying like look how horrible we played in the first half and then we regrouped and we got ourselves together man and we showed up and that's that's what you want but you want that moving forward and I really hope that this team can find a way to move forward in doing that
1: yeah I mean they they have their moments to where they look really good you know and that's the thing you think back even to early in the season they have had their moments to where they have looked dominant and then they have their moments to where they just look like a total and totally different team. I mean, you talk about a true Jekyll and Hyde type of situation. That's really who they are. The the Ravens we saw to, uh, in this game, I think, is the Ravens that they that they really are. They are what you saw in the first half where it can just be so ugly. And then the second half to where they could just be clicking on all cylinders and they are a moving train. So, you know, it's all about getting consistency and being able to do it on a weekend and week out basis and being able to do it for four quarters eventually at some point. That's that's the next step for them. Hopefully that can happen uh, in this next game against the Saints.
0: Absolutely. And then look, the Saints, the Saints are reeling as well. I mean, the the NFC South is just struggling as a whole. And, you know, I don't know if Jameis is going to be back by then. I don't know who's going to be starting. But again, they're a reeling um, team right now as well. So look, if they're down, you want to kick them while they're down. And that's really what it boils down to. And you got the extra days to do that. You know what I mean? Because you're all Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then, you know, you, you get yourselves back together and then, you know, the the it's not a short week like it would normally be if you would have played on Sunday so hopefully for them you know they can they, get, they can get this ball rolling and move forward We wanna thank you all for listening to Cordell and me talk about your favorite team, the Baltimore Ravens, and their win (laughs) against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. You always look, you always gotta rub that in. Tom Brady and (laughs) the Tampa Bay Bucks. You gotta you gotta say it like that. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to Ravens Flock, man. Like my favorite thing. My favorite thing, Cordell, is like, you know, seeing how many people are at the away games. That's like my favorite thing to see. And like who all says, oh, and stuff like that. And, and the flock be out there, man. Like the Ravens are a very well-traveled, you know, team in terms of fans. And so it was just really great to see so many folks out there supporting their, their Ravens. And, and I hope that, you know, we'll see that same energy in a couple of weeks. In New Orleans. So it it should be fun. But thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. From Cordell to me, this is Winnie
1: Drive.